Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Uh, We're in part two of the Limitless Mind. Everybody say Limitless Mind. Limitless Mind and um, uh, where we're picking up is, is in the second part. It's called Limitless Lies. And so everybody take out their syllabus. Um, if you don't have a syllabus, raise your hand and we will have an usher give it to you. But take out your syllabus. It looks like this. And um, the great thing about these uh, syllabus is that it is free. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right? Doesn't It's free to you guys. By y'all's giving, we're able to give these out. And uh, these are yours. And you can take this with you. Um, so as y'all go, turn to week two. And as y'all turning there. Um, You might be asking, um, you know, Pastor CJ, why do we do this? Why do we have syllabus? Why do we do things by semesters? Uh, This is what we've learned when it comes to Jesus is that we need to be intentional about him. Uh, We need to be intentional about our discipleship. We need to be intentional um, about us knowing and learning more about him. And so these syllabus and doing things by semesters and being intentional about what we're talking about all goes hand in hand with us being disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we take these with us so that we can use them as tools. And so here's the cool thing. After a few years of being at Riverside Church, you're going to have a lot of these syllabus. And there's going to be times when the enemy's going to try to talk to you about something or convince you of something. And you can turn back to your syllabus because I know there's something we talked about you can look back at and be encouraged once again. So this is syllabus are awesome. You can take it with you. You can keep them. You can put your notes in them. This is another great tool to use. So once you all turn to week two. Um, look at the quick synopsis of it, and we'll read it. Um, it says, Jesus calls this, uh, Satan uh, the father of lies, and our mind can become consumed with lies from the enemy. But the only way to nullify the lies is to know the truth. Jesus offers us the truth about who we are and what value we hold. And if you know the truth, it won't matter how many lies come against you, because the truth sets you if you believe that, put your hands together for Jesus and also stand to your feet. We're going to read the word together. We're going to be turning to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Um, so what we're reading out of, this is Paul uh, talking to the church of Ephesus. And he's kind of getting them rallying uh, for a, uh, 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 getting them battle ready. To, he's kind of like the coach rallying the, the, the basketball team and telling them what they need to do when they go out on the court or go out into battle. So he's rallying the church of Ephesus right now. And he's telling them what to do and what to be equipped with uh, when battling against the enemy and the spirit. And that's where we pick up in Ephesians 6, verse 10. He says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies. Everybody say strategies. Strategies of the devil. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. So stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Everybody say truth. And the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirits, which is the word of God. 
This morning we're talking about um, the lies that the enemy tries to use or the limitless lies. That There's so many of them that he tries to come against us with. But here's the truth. The truth is that we have uh, a man named Jesus who is our Savior and our Lord. And that all we need is that truth to combat any kind of lie that the enemy might throw at you. All we need is the name of Jesus. And once we stand firm on that truth, there is no lie that can shake us. So that's what we're talking about tonight is standing firm on the truth. So are y'all ready for this morning? Are y'all ready for this morning? Y'all can be seated. Y'all can be seated. Let's pray over service. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you, God, that we're not here for any other reason other than to grow closer to your spirit. Father, we thank you for your will taking place. We thank you for strongholds breaking down. We thank you for addictions fleeing, God. We thank you for the lost being found. We thank you, Father, for chains of depression being broken this morning, God. We thank you for lies that might have been strongholds, that might have been something that has become even uh, uh, things in our mind that's holding us down, God. We break that right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for soft hearts and open minds to receive the word that you have for us this morning. We thank you, Father, for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place, salvations taking place, God. We thank you for breakthroughs happening God we thank you for chains breaking father and we thank you for your will taking place God we are your children we are here to serve you to love you God we're here to build up the kingdom God and we believe it that we will see it God in the name of Jesus come on if you believe that put your hands together for Jesus let's give him one more shot of praise this morning you know if I'm telling people like how Paul was telling the church of Ephesus if I'm talking to people and I'm trying to rally them um, for battle, um, I'm trying to get them ready, uh, you know, to go out and trying to hype them up. Like the, the first thing I'm probably going to tell them, right, is to grab the sword, right? Grab your sword uh, because so that way you can fight off the enemy. Or, or maybe the first thing I'm going to tell them is to grab your shield so that way you can defend yourselves uh, uh, from the enemy. Or, or maybe the, uh, uh, put on the the, the armor or the, the, the breastplate of righteousness, put that on so that way even if something gets to you, you will be protected. But look what Paul tells them to put on first when they go into battle. If we take a look back at verse 14, he says, stand your ground. And he says, grab your sword. No, did he say put on your armor? No, he said put on the belt. Everybody say belt. He said put on the belt of truth. He said put this on when you go out into battle first. Now, this is not very intimidating to you. Some people have some PTSD in this room because I put this up, everybody got a little shooken up, went back to, you know, when you're eight years old. But he said, put on the belt of truth. He said, put this on first when you go out into battle. And you see, it's kind of confusing because you're thinking this doesn't seem very important, right? Why? Why should we put on the belt first when we go into battle? See, the belt was actually instrumental to the Roman soldiers because what the belt actually did, it, it's what um, kept the armor together. It's what kept the armor close to them. It's what was able for them to, to not have to walk loosely with their armor. It, 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 it kept it all together. And then not only that... But the belt was used to store their weapon and their sword. Um, so if they didn't have a belt and they went out into battle, their armor would be shaken about. It would be loose. It would be uh, not protecting them as best as it could be. And also, they'd be running around with a sword and nowhere to put it. Um, you know, we think it's dangerous to run around with scissors, right? Imagine running around with a sword, right? You're going to hurt yourself. If you have nowhere to put it. In the same way, we have to put on the belt of truth and know the truth first because the truth is what keeps our faith from being loose. See, if you really don't know the truth, it's going to be hard to defend your faith. If you really don't know what the truth is, it's going to be hard to defend what God is telling you what to do and decipher all that. But if you know the truth, 
your armor will be secure. If you know the truth, you will know who you are and you'll be secured in your identity. The, the truth is so important. See, if you don't know the truth, the last, the, really the worst thing you can do is to go out and try to witness to somebody about Jesus without you fully knowing the truth. Because then you're going to go and all, all of a sudden before you know it, you're getting hurt more than what you're trying to help them with because you don't fully know the truth. You have to know the truth. Jesus knew this most of all. And when he told his disciples and he was telling them what they need to do and how they need to equip themselves and how they need to uh, really go out into the world, he, he, he talks about the truth because the truth is what keeps our faith together. It's what keeps us confident about him. The, the knowing the truth is what instills the, the, the confidence about our calling. When you know the truth, you can be confident. But when you don't know what is real and what is not, how can you be confident when you're confused? Are y'all hearing me this morning? When you know the truth, however, when you know where God is and what he does for you and who he is, you can walk firmly and step firmly into battle knowing that you have somebody on your side greater than anything in the world. When you know the truth, you can be confident. When you know the truth, you can have a calling on the inside of you that nobody can convince you that you don't have. When you know the truth, you're ready for battle. You're ready for battle. That's why the belt is so important because it prepares you for battle. And so the only way we can make a difference in this world is that we have to know the truth. If we don't know the truth, we'll be confused like everybody else. But when we know the truth, when we know who God is and what he's done for us, that's where we stand firmly and we can go and make a difference in this world. And that's what Jesus was telling his disciples in John chapter 17, he was telling them about the importance of the, of the truth. And he's, 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 he's praying for them. Um, he's on his way to the cross. And he's praying for his disciples on behalf of the Father. And he's praying to them. And he's, and he's praying for them and what they need to know about the truth. And in John 17 verse 15, it says this. Jesus praying and he's saying, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. But to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do, but make them holy by your truth. Everybody say truth. Say make them holy by your truth and teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. Uh-oh. Look to your neighbor and say, he's sending us. Saying, I don't know if you know this or not, but you have been sent, you have been called, and you have been equipped. Whether you like it or not, if you have the name of Jesus on the inside of you, you now have been sent to go out into the world and make a difference. Whether you like it or not, you got Jesus on the inside of you. And if you have Jesus on the inside of you, he's saying you need to know the truth because without the truth, you will go out into this world and not have something to stand upon. So you got to know the truth. And he said, I give myself, in verse 19, he said, I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Everybody say truth. Jesus said the only way we can make a difference, the only way we can take ground back from the enemy is that we have to know the truth. He said, and the truth is what makes you holy. You know what holy, you know what that means? All that means is set apart. He said, that's what makes you different. That is what makes you a child of God. This is what makes you set apart from the rest of the world is that you will know the truth. That people will come against you. People will try to say things. People try to convince you otherwise. But when you know the truth, you can't be convinced of a lie. When you know what is real, you can't be convinced of what the enemy is trying to intimidate you with. But when you know the truth, you have what you need to go out into the world and begin to spread the truth. 
This is what's great about knowing the truth, is that you, you don't just have to keep it to yourself. There's a lot of people in this world I know you can think of, brothers, sisters, aunts and uncles, co-workers and neighbors. They need to know the truth. They might be lost in the lies, might be lost in what the world's trying to tell them is real. But once you know the truth, who knows you never can be convinced of a lie ever again. She said the truth makes us holy. And he said the truth keeps us safe from the enemy. He said it keeps us safe from the tactics of the enemy. It keeps us safe from when the enemy tries to intimidate us or, or tries to convince us of, of things that are less than what God tells us we are. Because that's what scripture says. Is that the enemy, he, he's like a warring lion walking around the sea who he can devour. But can I tell you the truth about the enemy? He might be able to war, but he's got no teeth. Because here's the truth. He's already been defeated. Here's the truth. There's nothing that he can say that can nullify the word of God. So if the enemy comes against you and tries to convince you of a lie, you need to understand he's all bark and no bite. All he can do is try to intimidate. All he can do is try to make you feel less. All he can do is try to convince you to not listen to the truth. He has no power. He has no strength. He's already been defeated over 2,000 years ago. That's the truth. And so if the truth is he has no bite, that means he's all bark. That means all he can do is try to lie and try to scheme and try to convince you of things otherwise and try to convince you that you're opposite what God says you are. But when you know the truth, the enemy's going to try to come against you and tell you something. You can say, ah, you can't tell me nothing. I know who I am in God's word. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. My identity's not in the world. It's in the word of God. See, he, all he can do is intimidate and sow doubt. In John 8, 34, Jesus said this. Jesus replied, he's talking to his disciples. He said, I tell you the truth. Everybody say truth. He said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. But a slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is, a, is family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. This is what Jesus was saying. He said, the truth is you were dead in your sin. The truth is you had a past. The truth is that you were on the course to go to hell. But, the, but here's the thing. Who the son sets free is free indeed. So that was true. But now the truth has stepped up and now he has filled it, the gap. And now we know that we have a future in heaven and not in hell. That's the truth. He said, you were slaves to sin, but slaves aren't part of the family. When you become a son, you're a son forever. When you become a son and daughter of Christ, there's nothing that the enemy can do to take that away from you. And that's the truth. He said, and when you know that truth, the truth is what sets you free. So it doesn't matter the lie. It doesn't matter what the enemy is trying to convince you of right now. It doesn't matter if the enemy is trying to tell you you're not good enough or smart enough or popular enough or, or rich enough. Whatever the lie is, it doesn't matter because the, the truth sets you free. And there's only one truth. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to come against you at. There's only one truth. And Jesus said it best. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if there's ever an, a lie or thing comes against you, you don't have to respond with anything else but the truth. And his name is Jesus. That's point number one for this morning is that there is a limitless number of lies, but there's only one truth. And his name is Jesus. There is a limitless number of lies. The enemy will try to tell you this and try to tell you that. He's, he'll try to tell you all kinds of crazy things. We already know how he works. It oh, doesn't matter what he tries to say. You can only respond with one answer. 
and his name is Jesus. You can't respond with a podcast. You can't respond with a self-help book. You can't say, well, yeah, enemy, you're saying this, but I Googled this, and, you know, that won't work against the enemy. The only thing you can to nullify a lie is to know the truth in your heart and say, enemy, you might say this, but I know Jesus. Enemy, you might say that, but I know who Jesus is for me. And when you know the truth, it will set you free. There is nothing that the enemy can do to stop that. So only the truth is what can set us free from the lies of the enemy. Only truth will set you free from depression, not, nothing else. Only, only truth will set you free from addiction. Only truth will set you free from any insecurities. Only truth will set you free from doubt. Only truth will set you free from all these things the enemy says is real, but it's a lie. Only the truth will nullify that. If you, try to, if you try to use people or if you try to use other things to try to come against the lives of the enemy, that's how strongholds are built. How strongholds are built in our life is, is when we see a lie and instead of responding with Jesus, we respond with ourselves or the world or respond with th- different things. And here's the thing, anything other than Jesus, it doesn't nullify the lie, it builds up the lie. It strengthens the lie. It gives the lie more place in your mind. It gives the lie a foothold, a stronghold in your life. So all a stronghold is is a thought or a lie that has a stronghold on you. You see, we need to not be, we, we can't let those things build up in our minds. We have to say, enemy, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. If it's a lie, I know the truth. And nobody, nothing, no person, no thing is going to convince me otherwise of the truth. Come on, if you believe that, say, thank you, Jesus. See, if we try to combat anything because, see, Jesus, he's the one who sets us free from any lie. He's the one who sets us free from anything. He can't, see, the enemy can't convince us of anything that Jesus said you're capable of. The enemy can't convince us of anything that Jesus said you're called to do. The number one lie that the enemy tries to do is about your calling and the purpose and the promise on your life. That's where the lies come to attack you. That's where the lies will come and try to attach itself to. Because the enemy knows that if somebody knows the truth, if a son and daughter of God knows the truth, then he, they're going to stick according to the plan and promise of their life. The enemy is not worried about somebody who's following their own plan. The enemy will probably won't even try to lie to you. He'd be like, you're doing a good job, bud. The enemy only tries to lie to you when you're in the will of God. The enemy only tries to lie to you when you're walking in your purpose and your plan. The enemy only tries to tell you're not good enough when you start uh, believing what God says for you and start making an action towards it. That's when the enemy lies to you. So you need to watch yourself. If you say, well, the enemy hasn't lied to me lately. Well, <laughs> maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe you're doing everything. Maybe the enemy's like, I don't, I'm not going to tell them nothing. They're messing things up enough on their own. I don't got to tell them anything. But it's when you're in the will of God that that whisper will come and say you're not good enough. The whisper will come and say, you don't need to pray. The whisper will come and say, you're a failure. The whisper will come and say, you, say you won't amount to anything. But see, you have to know the truth. Everybody say, know the truth. You have to know the truth. You see, Satan, he is incapable of telling the truth. He is, there is no spot or glimmer of truth in what he says. Everything he says is a lie. That's why Jesus called him the father of lies. He said there is no, nothing on the inside of him that will be a truth or will be a, a, a real. So if the enemy says it, if the enemy tries to tell you that you're not good enough, and if all he can do is lie, and if he can't tell a truth, so, so if he tells you you're not good enough, that means the opposite is true. If he tells you you're not able, if he tries to tell you that you're not a good mom or dad, 
then you know the opposite is true. You know you're a great mom and dad. You know that you're doing something right. See, if the enemy tries to tell you a lie, the opposite has to be a truth. I think there would come times where the, the enemy gets himself in trouble because like, just like this morning, I remember I was praying for uh, the, the services this morning. I was praying. I was thanking God for it. And then you hear that voice in the back of your mind, and it was saying, nobody's going to understand this. I hear that back of his mind, nobody, nobody's going to get this. And I was like, man, that's not from you, God. That's the enemy. So if the enemy said nobody's going to get it, that means everybody's going to get this word. That means you're going to get the glory, God. That means your will's going to be done. So the enemy... He can't tell the truth. He can only lie. So if he's trying to convince you of something this morning and you feel weighed down by the lies of the enemy, begin to encourage yourself. You say, if the enemy said it, I can stand firm on the opposite. If the enemy said I'm going to die, I know I'm going to live. If the enemy said I'm going to be addicted for the rest of my life, I know freedom's on the way. If the enemy said my, my family's not going to come to church, I, I know my family's on the way to church. You have to spin around what God is saying. See, only the enemy, he can never tell a truth to you. But see, the dilemma is for a lot of us, maybe the number one question I always get is how to decipher the difference. What is truth and what is lie? Because sometimes when we're confused, they can seem similar or they can, see, they can be confusing. And, and someone come up to me and say, and, and, and say you know, Pastor Caleb, how do, I, how do I know, you know, I just heard this or I have this idea. Is this from God or not? Is this a lie or, or is this a truth? You see, that, that question, if, if this is lie or if this is truth, is, is this from God or not, has been the number one question of humanity from the beginning. From the beginning of time, Adam and Eve, what were they confused about? What was the truth? And what was lie? What did God say? And what is the enemy trying to tell me? And they were confused and they were convinced of a lie. And see, what happens in our everyday lives is that when we are off put, when we are uncertain, when we are confused, and when we don't know the truth, we are easily convinced of a lie. Jesus was talking to this man named Pilate, and he's on his way to the cross, and he's on his way to the crucifixion. Because can I tell you the truth? Jesus died for your sins. Don't let anybody tell you differently that Jesus went to the cross so that way we could go to heaven. That Jesus came and died for, for us and washed away all of our sins. That is the truth. And the truth also is that he rose on the third day and he can go to his grave and you're not going to find him there. That's the truth. And that Jesus is on the right side of the Father right now in heaven and that's the truth. So Jesus, he's on his way to the cross and he's talking to this man named Pilate. And Pilate has the same question. He wants to know what truth is. In John chapter 18, verse 37, it says, Pilate said, so you are a king? And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. Everybody say truth. And all who love the truth recognize what I say is true. And then Pilate asked the question that we all ask. He said, what is truth? Even though he was staring truth in the face, he couldn't recognize what truth was. There'll be times in our lives that we'll be so confused, we'll be so off-put, we'll be so uncertain that we could be staring truth in the face and not be able to recognize it. My fear is, God, let me never miss the plan that you have for me. God, let me never miss the purpose and the promise you have for me. Let me always be able to recognize the truth. Let me be always be able to recognize what is the voice of God and what is not. Let me be able to recognize the truth. So the same thing can be said of us. We could be staring truth in the face. 
but be confused. We cannot be able to decipher, not be able to make a decision because we're thinking, is this from God or is this not? Is this the truth or is this, is this a lie? But look at what Jesus said. He said, all those who love the truth, I both say love, will recognize the truth. All those who love the truth will recognize the truth. So how do we learn the truth? By loving the truth. How do you learn the voice of God? By loving the voice of God. How do you learn his will? By loving on him, spending time in prayer and devotion and worship. Because I, can I tell you something? If you don't spend time with the truth, you won't be convinced of the truth. If you don't spend time in your devotion with, with, with this you and Jesus, we know, we, who knows, we all need those times. This is me and Jesus. There will be times I'll be like, you know, babe, like, I'll be like, Haley, it's been a long day. I just need to pray right now because I need that time with me and Jesus because I need to spend time with the truth. If you spend all day listening to everything other than the truth, no wonder we're convinced of the lies. You have to spend time with the truth to recognize the truth. You have to spend time in the Word to recognize what God is trying to speak to you. You have to spend time in prayer to recognize the voice of God. That is how we know the truth is who we love the truth. We have to love the truth. So how do we differentiate what is truth and what is lie? Because there's always a, a distinct difference. There's never a time where a lie is going to be a benefit to you. There's never a time where the enemy is going to tell you something and he's like, oh, this is going to work out great for them. No, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy came to rip out your purpose, not place it there. The enemy came to remove your calling, not to push you towards your calling. So lies are not meant to, to do anything good for you. Don't listen to that. Lies are not meant to do anything to push you towards your purpose. Lies are meant to tear you down. So let us never be able to be convinced to follow after a lie ever again. So how do we know the difference between a truth and a lie? Point two for this morning is that lies tell you to give up, but truth tells you to get up. Lies will tell you to give up, but truth tells you to get up. Lies tell you you are a nobody. Truth tells you you are a child of God. Lies will tell you that everybody is against you. Truth will tell you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Truth will tell you, hey, you need to get back up. Lies will tell you you need to give up. Lies will try to tell you that you're not a good mom, that you're not a good dad. The truth will say, if I called you to it, if I place that blessing on you, you are called to be a good father or mother. You are called to raise up those children. That's what truth says. Truth is always encouraging. Lies are always discouraging. Lies will always tell you you are a failure, so you have no future. The truth will tell you, hey, you might have messed up, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a mess up forever. Get back up. You need to go back to the house of God. You need to go back to pray. You need to go back to devotion because I got a future in store for you. The truth always is encouraging. The truth always tells you to keep on going. The truth always tells you it's time to get ready uh, to do the will of God. The truth tells you it's time to get back up. The truth tells you, yeah, the, the righteous man falls seven, but he gets back up eight. The truth tells you to get back up. Turn your neighbor and say, get up. Say, it's, getting, it's time to get up. The truth always tells you to get up. If you're in this place this morning and you just feel like you feel down on yourself, you feel like uh, there's been so many things against you and you just want to stay where you are, you don't want to go out into the purpose and the plans of God, can I tell you that's a lie? The lie tells you to stay where you're at. Lie tells you you need to, to not take that step of faith. The lies tell you that you don't need to go and start that business. The lies tell you you don't need to go out and witness to that neighbor. The lies tell you to stay down. But the truth tells you to get up. 
truth says, don't be, don't be satisfied with today. I got tomorrow on the way. The truth tells you, hey, greater things are ahead. The truth tells you it's time to get up because I got a promise on the inside of you that's going to be bigger and greater than you've ever seen in your life. The truth tells you to get back up. The truth will always inspire faith. The truth will always inspire hope. Lies will always tell you it's time to give up. Lies will always tell you you're a failure, but the truth will tell you to get up. So I'm not saying that wherever, there will be times when God is speaking to you and it feels like a spanking. Have you ever gotten that before? I know I've gotten that many times. But it's always encouraging when it's from God. It always tells me of conviction, not condemnation. It always tells me, hey, I need to stop this so I can start doing that for God. See, if something's being spoken in your life, and it tells you that you are condemned. It tells you that you have messed up. And it tells you that you're never going to be good enough. So you might as well stay there and stay down. That's a lie. Truth will tell you, give you a little slap on the wrist. Say, uh-uh-uh, don't touch those cookies. It's time to go up bigger. It's time to do better, right? The truth will always be encouraging. The truth will always tell you the best is yet to come. The truth will always tell you are a child of God. Don't be convinced of anything different. Amen? If you believe that, stand to your feet. I'm closing. So the truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. The truth is a person. The truth is not a place. The truth is not possessions. The truth is not something that the world can give. The truth is a person. And if you try to combat a lie with anything else other than Jesus, that lie is just going to stay there. That lie is just going to grow. That lie is just going to get better. But when you respond with Jesus, the truth, only the truth can nullify a lie. In John 8, 31, Jesus talking to his disciples. He's telling them about the truth. In verse 31, he said, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, he said, you are truly my disciples if you remain. Everybody say remain. If you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. <laughs> Only... The truth will set you free from that lie. Only the truth will set you free from that lie that you're never going to amount to anything. Only truth will set you free from that lie that you're going to be just like your dad or just like your mom. Or only truth will, will set you free from that lie that you'll always be addicted, that you always will be somebody who, who is confused. Only truth will nullify that lie. If you try to replace it with anything else, it's not going gonna, gonna to remain there. But when you replace it with Jesus... That's when you can move on. That's when lies are nullified. That's when we can deny every lie in the name of Jesus. But he said, remain faithful to my teachings and you'll know the truth. He didn't say, just listen to one podcast and you'll have the truth forever. He didn't, he didn't say, just do one thing, just, just say one prayer and your whole life you, you will know the truth. No, he said, remain faithful. He said, stay there. It's a daily thing. It's a lifestyle thing. Truth is a lifestyle. Knowing the truth in your life is a devotion. It's something that happens. It's got to be a habit. It's got to be a lifestyle. Knowing the truth has to be something that you don't just do once a year, but you do it every morning and every night where you spend time with the truth and remain faithful to his teachings. I wrote it down like this. Knowing truth is not a one-time possession, but a lifetime progression. Knowing truth is not a one-time possession, but a lifetime progression. Let us never reach a place where we think we've prayed enough. Let's ever not reach a place where we think, I've read the word enough, I don't need to anymore. Let us not ever reach a place where we think, oh, I've been to church enough, I don't have to anymore. No, knowing the truth 
It's a lifetime progression. It's spending time with his presence every day. It's carrying our cross daily. It's going out and praying every day. That is a lifetime. That is the truth. Because if you just pray on Sundays and you don't pray for the rest of the week, you're listening to more lies than you are truth. The lies going to outweigh so many things. It's hard to live on the truth when you're not faithful to it. It's hard to live on the truth when all you listen to is maybe once a week or just pray once a week. It's hard. But, man, when you're filled up with the truth, when all you do is pray, when all you do is say, Jesus, I need you, and all you do is say, God, I, I want to spend more time in your presence. You say, I want to spend more time with the truth than I do with the lies. When you do that, ain't nobody's going to convince you otherwise because you know who the truth is. This is a closing point for this morning is that the more time you spend learning the truth, the less time you will spend listening to lies. The more time you spend learning the truth, the less time you will spend listening to lies. The more time you spend in worship and prayer, the less time you will spend worrying about your problems. The more time you spend in devotion and just crying out to God and just saying, God, I need you. The more time you do that, the less time you'll be listening to the lies from the enemy because there will be no room for the lies anymore. we got to fill our minds with truth. We have to fill our minds with, with life and with the Word of God because that is when we can be convinced of the truth. We can't let lies have any stronghold in our minds. The weekly challenge for this week is that every, every time the enemy tries to tell you a lie, respond. Everybody say respond. Respond with the truth. Respond with the truth. Respond with the truth. Respond with the truth. Because see, what we try to do is we try to ignore the lies, right? Like the enemy says something, we just like go like this. Like we're not listening. But ignoring isn't defeating the enemy. Ignoring is letting the enemy remain there. Ignoring isn't, isn't casting out the enemy. Ignoring the enemy is, is letting them have rent free in your mind. But see, what we need to do is we need to begin to acknowledge the lies and call them out for what they are. And say, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And I'll replace that lie with the truth. It's a lie from the pit of hell that I'll never amount to anything. It's a lie from the pit of hell that I, I'm always going to be addicted. It's a lie from the pit of hell that I don't have a promise or a purpose on my life. And I replace that with truth, that I am a child of God, that I'm ahead and not to tell, above only and not beneath, that I do have a future in front of me. You have to replace it with the truth. Because if we don't replace it, it's just going to remain. We have to replace it with the truth. Let me head bowed eyes closed. We're just going to give the Holy Spirit a moment this morning. Worship together. I'm going to pass the mic to Pastor Bobby. But what we want to pray this morning is, God, remove the lies. God, remove anything that has been holding me down, every stronghold, every barrier, every, every wall in my mind. Take it away from me, Jesus. And we replace it with your love. We replace it with your truth. Father, let no lie of depression remain any longer, God. No, no lie of death remain in the name of Jesus, but we replace it with life. We replace it with joy. We replace it, God, we thank you right now. God, if there's anybody struggling with their identity, God, replace it, Father, with truth. Replace it, Father, right now that no insecurity will remain, God. We thank you right now, Father, that we have the mind of Christ, that our mind is renewed, that we are a new creation, and nothing that was holding us back in the past can remain in our future and in our promise, but we remove it right now in the name of Jesus. We deny every lie. We reverse every curse spoken against us. If there's anything that the enemy tried to tell us that we were less or not able or not capable, 
God, we remove that right now in the name of Jesus and we replace it with life. Replace it that we're a child of God. Replace it that we have a purpose on our lives. Replace it that we are called, that we do have a future, God, that we are going to be freed, that we are going to see our sons and daughters in church, that we are going to see, God, your hand over our future, that we're going to see the best is yet to come. Let there be no lies be able to remain. Let there be no lies stay the same. But, God, we replace them and we call them out. We call out hell, and we say, Father, we remove it from our minds. Let only thoughts from heaven remain in our minds right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. Let your Holy Spirit begin to stir up right now on every person under the sound of my voice that we're taking on the identity of Christ, that we're saying we put on the belt of truth, and we're going to remain faithful to your teachings, God, and we're going to love the truth. We're going to know the truth. We're not ever going to be convinced of a lie ever again come on if you believe that just begin to give jesus a shout of praise just begin to lift up your hands